what did I just say? Everybody, Everybody shut up. Okay. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Sarah. And I'm Carrie. And I'm Dan. <laughs> and we're, we're too drunk, drunk to drag. Oh my god, that was like perfect. <laughs> Dude, I am so excited to have Mackin on this episode because <sighs> like we had so many good conversations. Yeah. And I mm. just thank you, Mackin. Thank you for being here. Um Thank this, you for inviting me back. This sounds always. like not how we would start a show. Um, this should go at the end, but we always do the end at the beginning. So now we're telling Dan that he he's great um, because we're, we're actually at the end of the show and not the beginning. I'm sorry. <laughs> he really was already great. Yes. Previous to when we said all of this. Yes. Where um, I you know, wasn't accidentally hitting the mute button and wondering why you guys weren't just, <laughs> God, they're talking over me again. What the hell? No, no spoilers, <laughs> Mackin, because that's a really good <laughs> In our episode. <laughs> and okay, well, I'll just cut that shit out then. I don't know. No, I'm leaving it in. So I want you guys Fair to enough. know eventually when Mackin stops talking for a while, it's because he hit mute. Yeah. And it's quite mm. good. Yeah. Um, so Sorry about that. We, we do say it at the end, but let's say at the beginning because there's a good possibility that you'll get about five minutes in and be like, yeah, yeah that's not for on. me. Uh, Dan Mackin owns Docking Bay 93. You should go there and buy things. I'm sure that whatever flavor of nerd you are, I mean, you're here, so you're probably at least a Star Trek nerd. But if you like today, I cross referenced Buffy and Star Trek into an eBay post, so mm. I think that makes me a kind of nerd that I don't understand. But I bet I you do. he'd hook me up with all of them. I can, I can, I can accommodate you. <laughs> this episode is called shore leave are we ready for this yes and also i mean i understand that they're trying a lot to like tie it into i guess the navy in particular oh because of what it's shore called leave. yeah like it's they're hmm. well i think that's a whole made, problem i just thought about they've made well, i think they're... a few references to it being like being at sea but you're at sea in space well, okay. yeah, I mean, they they call it a starship. Yeah, ship. Yeah. That oh, stands the reason that short leave would be a thing. Yeah, it makes sense to me. It still doesn't so, make sense to me because they're still in fucking space. And I'm not, I don't like it, but the planet, it. Well, the planet they, do, is they, the Are they supposed to call it space leave? Space, space leave. leave? Planet leave. <laughs> well, yeah, they do call it be. planet leave in some of the other episodes. In oh. like, in like, in like, um. I'm pretty sure they do. I might be making that up, but I'm pretty sure that they do. You know who's not going to check you, Mackin? Us. At all. <laughs> nope. Yeah, don't worry. Ever. You can don't say worry. whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Oh, you here's don't the, want that. Here's We're the not thing. fact-checking. You're the yeah, fact-checker. The really important <laughs> thing here, Mackin, is that you know way more than we do. Yeah, who facts check the fact or fact checks yeah, the fact-checkers? Fact the fact-checkers? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, not us. <laughs> <laughs> not us. Not my Actually, job. I'm gonna guess that we might have one listener who no, I I know most of our listeners and none of them are gonna fact check you. So you mm. say it. You say it, Mackin. You're the you're the listener who doesn't listen that would have fact checked oh. if they heard this. So yeah. you can say it. They <laughs> okay. called it plant they called it planet leave in other episodes. Mackin yep. told us. Yep, space yes. leave. Yeah. That it happened. Space yep. leave. Yep. That's real. Okay. <laughs> Either way, that's the name of this episode. 
And, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna be called a dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> that's nobody's called us dum. You know what? Our podcast is so not listened to that we haven't even gotten feedback. So <laughs> nobody has said anything. This is Christian, fucking crickets, me man. She yeah. listens sometimes. That's what I get. I get Christmas. That's good. Saying, I I've I've, I've mentioned it to a few people, and they've been like, okay. <laughs> Like that's been like the the entirety of of their interest has been like oh that's that's a cool thing that you did you should yeah. uh, you should have fun with that yeah the problem is is that people are stupid and we're trying yeah. to make a podcast for people who are cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, dumb, dumb, dumb. yeah dumb dumb <laughs> dumb I do I I know for sure that my uh, my boss did finish the entire first episode. Good because buddy. he he told me that he did. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's listened since then, so that's fine. But like, this is this is not for everybody. This is for me and not, Sarah. Yeah, this has been like our way of making sure we Co- stay coping. sane. Yeah. yeah, coping with COVID. Coping, Co- coping during the Rona. Yeah, <laughs> this is the and Rona ride. It works. <laughs> It's been really good. So mm-hmm. I think as long yeah. as we get it out and we're feeling pretty good about ourselves, which I usually am. Yeah. And then that's all that matters. Yeah. And in this episode, I guess we should get to it. Um, <laughs> it starts out <laughs> real fucking crazy, guys. So at first you're like, I don't know what this is going to be. And you're just on the bridge and Spock is like there looking at some buttons. And there's some bitch who's not Janice, which we're going to have some words on later. <laughs> Oh, I'm not even. So many words about not Janice. Kirk has like a kink in his back, and I guess she's his new Yaoman who's in charge of like back massage. She starts like Yaoman. Yeah, she's a Yaoman. Isn't that what they're called? (laughs) Yeah. Yeoman. 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 Yes. Yes. In my defense, never heard that word before. In my defense, who fucking cares? Yeah. Also, he just said yeoman. <laughs> yeah, but I don't. Yeoman. 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 Yo. Like ye old man. Yo. Yo. There's no W. Yeoman. Yeah. Also, you should keep calling it yeoman, though, just because to. that's yeoman. fucking well, that, hilarious. I'm going to do it because that's what I've said every time. Just yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Never correct you, Sarah. You can't stop me. <laughs> I do what I want. All that matters is she's not Janice. Uh... Yeah, she's not Janice. That's what matters. And also, they replaced Janice with like some basic brunette. Like she's not. There's no literal weave in her beehive. She is just a uh, blonde or brunette with like shoulder length hair. hair. Oh. So. Maybe- Maybe they just stupid. ran out of like you know hairstyling budget and were like, "Sorry, you gotta it go." Was a, it was a wig, Mackin. They already had it. Like, yeah, you put, you <laughs> take it off, you put it back on. It doesn't. Do it, if anything, it's easier. If anything, it saves them money to have that wig prepared for Yaoman. Oh, hold on, hold on. Oh, no. Things just fell. Oh, fine. Carrie oh, just no. Carrie just fell out of her chair again. No, I didn't, but I almost did. <laughs> I want to point out. I want to point out a continuity issue right here that that rabbit was taking steps and not hopping. But That's there's important no rabbit for later. Yet. That is a... 
There was a rabbit was just there. No, it wasn't. We're, We're not there. The We're still on the bridge. <laughs> Mackin. <laughs> what are you, me? <laughs> are you pulling a carry right now? Yeah. Either way. So Kirk has a kink in his back and she's trying to fix it and he gets super snotty with her and he's just yeah. like, leave it to McCoy to be like the person always like fussing over my health or whatever. And she's just like, okay, whatever. And she leaves. And then Spock is talking about how everybody on this ship needs rest and it's kind of like playing up for what's going to happen later uh, on is that we're all going down to the planet. Yeah. Kirk has said like, everybody gets to go shore leave. I'm going to stay here and be on the ship and just be mm -hmm. a cranky douchebag for, yep. I don't know, until the next time I feel like getting off the ship. So he's like already setting up that like, he's going to stay and just be shitty. and mm -hmm. like real shitty does people. And the, that's, that's where we're at. Well, and then Spock does point out that everyone on the ship except for him needs shore leave because he yeah. is a Vulcan and he doesn't need any kind of rest like that because that's illogical. Yeah, he's Which like... Which it's not because... Well, to him, he's like, he's like, so you... It's called rest, but you guys just like want to frolic in the fucking fields? Like, how is that restful? If I want to rest, I lay down and I rest and then I get up and I feel rested but you guys need to go like jump and run and play. And that's not rest. That's stupid. Like, I feel like Spock's like an advocate for power naps. Like I, that's how Vulcans probably get it done. I feel Super like efficient. I'm, an, I'm, I'm an advocate for power naps. Like but just lot. like, I, I don't think I can do it. If you put me to sleep for 10 minutes. I'm asleep for an hour. That's how it works. Dan is muted. Did I do that? Or did he do that? Dan, do you not want to talk to us? I feel did like I just... can't mute him. Did he no. just leave? Somehow I muted myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I was confused why you guys weren't fucking listening to me <laughs> as I was dropping these wicked truth bombs. <laughs> yeah, you know what we're doing? You know what we're doing, Dan? We're like, no, white male, you can't have a say. Exactly. You don't get to be part of our conversation. Yeah, no, you like, like goddamn. Yeah, what drop those truth bombs now? Yeah, what, what, give me a truth bomb, Mackin. <laughs> Are you gonna tell me how to pronounce Janice? <laughs> <laughs> Janice. 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 It's Janice. It's Janice. <laughs> That's probably what it is. Yeah, I'm Janice. <laughs> anyway. Okay. All right, Dan. I don't even know. Give I fucking lost it all. I got nothing. I got nothing now. Sure. I got nothing. All right. All right. Okay, okay. Sarah, continue. <laughs> okay. So Spock doesn't need a rest. We go down to the planet where Bones and Sulu are walking through this really nice park next to like a lake. And I guess uh, I, I didn't think about it, but Mackin's absolutely right. In, the, in an earlier episode, Sulu was a botanist, which is kind of yes. crazy to think about because he's absolutely a pilot or yeah. a hellman. He was a blue shirt. He was yeah. a blue shirt in the, uh, in the pilot episode. So I did not even think about that and then when he pointed it out it's kind of a callback in this episode because sulu decides it to is. go take plant samples so mm -hmm. maybe he just changed you know what department he was in he just you know well you don't change your major <laughs> <laughs> i mean sulu could be really good at both things maybe he's highly yeah. capable yeah he's, well, a, high, he he's is... a high cap cadet he's <laughs> he's uh 
he's dedicated to the uh, Space Force, and he's going to get samples on behalf of the rest of the uh, scientists. Yeah, that was his plan, which I, I mm. mean, I think it's actually pretty nice of him. It is. Yeah, he's a very thoughtful man. He is extremely thoughtful, that Sulu. And <laughs> while this is happening, Bones is talking about how this... I don't even remember why he brought up Alice in Wonderland. Was it that he said, like, it seemed like... It seemed like yeah. Wonderland, seemed like, almost. Yeah, something like... Like, like it's coming out of Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah, and when yep. that happens, when he says that... Suddenly, there is a giant white rabbit just checking his pocket watch, and he's like, oh, I'm late. And it's so fucking out of the blue and insane. And thankfully, Bones has, like, a very realistic, like, response in that his eyes get really big, and he's like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? It's like, it's, like, just as cartoony as what he's saying, which is yes. wonderful. Yes! His response like, is very... What? But again, continuity is something that drives me nuts. That rabbit was not hop- hopping. He <laughs> was taking the, steps. The rabbit, very important for later on. Very important. The rabbit does take <laughs> steps into the woods. Um, but if you were thinking of... An, so that was a man in a rabbit suit. It might have been very hard for him to hop. Later on, there are... I suspect are, so. He was there for like 12 <laughs> seconds. He could have hopped, hopped later. Three you times. only saw him when he was running. That's the problem. Yeah. So <laughs> either way, he is then followed by a little blonde girl in a dress who's very much Alice. And she's like, did you see which way a white rabbit went? And Bones is like, uh, and he just kind of like points into the woods. And then she's <laughs> like, okay, cool. And she goes off into the woods and like it's so fucking ridiculous and over the top and then it's insane so that all happens and then all of a sudden like also i think a pretty logical response bones is just like (laughs) like yells for his friend (laughs) to get over screams yeah he just screams it and so sulu comes over and he's like i didn't see anything what the fuck are you talking about and he's like, he's like no. i was looking at grass yeah i was getting samples and then we go to the intro and it was yes just about as confusing as you would think it would have been um we get a captain's log after the intro of an uninhabited planet uh with lots of green it's almost too good to be true yeah, it's like the ideal resting yeah. place. It's gorgeous, very light. Sort of skipping over the intro here. Life. That was so, yeah. right. I mean, the intro. I was the that was the opening, right? But then there's like the the uh, Star Trek opening crawl and all that kind of stuff, right? Do we care about That's talking just... about the creators at all, or do we just move no. on? Beyond that? No, we can. Don't give a no, shit. I like yeah, I. No, I think I only our- want to bring up that yes, it's it is only because it's just Star Trek trivia. But the director of this, uh, Robert Sparr, died uh, shortly after this episode. Oh. Uh, um, while he was actually scouting locations for another Star Trek episode, he was in a plane crash. Aww. And everybody except for one person on board died in the plane crash. And the other person that survived, the only other person, well... The person who survived was the cameraman on this episode. And he went on to film most of the episodes of Star Trek. And when I was looking through the, the different cast and, and the different people who worked on this 
episode. He's probably the most award-winning person to work on the original series that I've been able to find so far. Wow. And one of the interesting things that he did, which is really subtle and no one ever really thinks about it, is the guy who was the cameraman uh, for most of these um, helped create the transporter effect. So, you know, when they were doing the the beaming up and down and whatnot. Yeah, and, and, and they get all, like, yellow and yeah. fizzy. Right. So they did all that, like, as kind of an after effect. But what they did on the set, because I remember, like, in previous episodes, we talked about, like, the weird lighting and whatnot and, and yeah. how they would do some different things. Well, he was partially responsible for that, too. And so he would, like, work with, like, different gels, like, over lights and a whole bunch of different stuff. And he was super innovative with that. But for the um, the beaming effect, he put in... They installed uh, light fixtures above and below on the transporter pads, and then they had a dimmer switch. So it seems really, really basic, but they had a, a dimmer switch so they could affect like the actual lighting effects on the set while they were trying to act out the whole beaming effect and whatnot. Uh, yeah, we actually, uh, before, I think it was like uh, one of the first episodes when they were doing that, I was like, Sarah, they're just flicking yeah. light switches <laughs> in the background. They're just... Right. Up and down and up and down and up and down. Like that's all they're doing yeah. right now. And that was that's that it. was the that was his con one of his bigger contributions that I think is really subtle is how they, they changed and added the uh the more subtle like uh uh dimming effects and whatnot to the transporter pad and, and putting in the light fixtures so that they would stand in the light and so on and so forth. And that's just one of those small contributions that I thought was interesting and noteworthy, but I'm a huge fucking nerd, so there you go. Well what what's his name? <laughs> this oh <man> right. <laughs> This man who survived. Yeah, yeah, he, he survived and then spent like six years wearing like a metal exoskeleton until he could walk again. Uh, his wow. name was okay. uh, That's uh, Gerald, Gerald Finnerman. Yeah, Finnerman. Yeah, Gerald Finnerman. And he, wore, he won a bunch of awards and went on to like run some association for cameramen and a bunch of other stuff. So, so he's uh, a badass. Is what he was saying. a cool dude. Yeah, he, he was a, uh, I think he was a war... Uh, a wartime cameraman like he'd been overseas like during wartime and like filmed and whatnot and he had a hell of a career he had a heck of a storied career so just like a a callback to maybe a previous episode are you saying that people who are injured at some point in their life maybe aren't completely useless for the rest of their lives because Sarah, <laughs> i think that's i think that's incredibly no, important Sarah. yes Sarah, I fucking no. hate that part of the menagerie. He was I hate completely it. incapacitated. He he was like a vegetable There's sitting no up. fucking Sarah. way he was though. <laughs> Four hundred years in Sarah, the future. I don't care what what we saw was that he was completely incapacitated and he hated his life <laughs> and they brought him to a better life and sometimes you just have to accept it. Okay, I love it. Dumb is all I'm saying. I'm sorry, Dan. You don't know what you're arguing for, but I do. <laughs> We're moving Sarah. on. Maybe someday Dan will listen to the episodes and he'll know how I feel about this. Sorry, sorry yeah. that my delightful sorry that my delightful tangent has to descend into arguing. <laughs> well, Sarah started I just it. Was pointing out that maybe sometimes people can go through traumatic experiences and come out the other end as still like functioning humans in society. They most definitely can. Not that person that couldn't do anything except for go back and forth it's a little bit. 300 <laughs> years in the future. I absolutely, in like fantasy land, agree with you, Sarah, 100%. But also, but that that's not what we I saw. Know. I that's know. Not, 
I just, <laughs> they just did not portray anything well in that episode. We're moving on. So we yep. are past the <laughs> intro. Jesus Christ, we need to hurry up. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> it's almost too good to be true. So the yeoman, did I say it right that time? You did. Okay, good. Uh, you, oh, you, man. you, hey, you pronounced Yaoman perfectly. Yeah, I think Yaoman sounds better. Just gonna point it out. <laughs> I stand by it. I'm not taking it back. Hey. So she points out that she doesn't see Kirk on the list of like people going on leave, and he's like, "Well, I'm not going because he's a big fucking butthole." And Spock says that it's completely illogical that he's acting this way. And then McCoy calls up to basically like kind of like give the information of what he just saw which was ridiculous and this is the only contribution that Ahura has this episode aside from being in the background which was to transfer the call and it makes me really mad still like I just want her to have a bigger part Mackin is it gonna happen I I I don't I don't disagree I think that she should have yeah. a bigger part it's so ridiculous like she's yeah. An important character. How is it that everyone else has actual lines and she gets, she's really fun when she's not on the bridge. Like we, we had a few yeah. episodes of her, like in uh, like the rec room area, like just yeah. like joking and having fun and singing and playing music. And I like that. And mm -hmm. I just want her to be like a contributing member of the crew. And it hasn't right. happened just like in this episode right. when it didn't happen. <laughs> I was hoping you could tell me it does. Tell us sometimes. how you really tell us how you really feel. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Spock is waiting. Spock is okay. waiting to tell so, Kirk he's a douche. <laughs> yeah, that part's really good. Uh, so McCoy says, like, okay, dude. So like I saw a fucking white rabbit and he was checking his pocket watch because he was late. And then Kirk's like, oh, good one, buddy. Like, let me guess, like some little girl followed this bunny. And then McCoy's like, yeah, actually, that's exactly what happened on this uninhabited planet that we're on. And then he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll add this to my notes and get back to you. And so that's like the end of the call, so, which is really mean to your like crewman who just called you to, to tell you that he saw something super ridiculous. And so uh, he thinks that McCoy is just trying to get him like down to the planet, basically, I assume. Yeah. He's like, Oh, he's trying to give me a little gem of mystery, mm -hmm. but I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna it. Take it. And this is like, like McCoy is being coy right now. <laughs> That's the whole, he's like, being what? McCoy. Shut up. McCoy. <laughs> 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 Yep. <laughs> and then, uh, yep. And then uh, Spock says, okay, Captain, well, um, I do want you to know that I was looking through Dr. McCoy's records, and we do have one crewman who um, has been pretty tired. We've logged like a 10 to 12% decrease in his reaction time. Uh, but he is declining shore leave, um, which is his right. And then Kirk's like, whoa, 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 whoa. If this is affecting the crew and our safety, like on my orders, that man needs to go down to the planet for some shore leave. <laughs> and then he's like, what's his name? <laughs> it's so good. And then, then cue the cue the little whistling or the little yeah. the little horn sound. Wah, 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 wah. Because <laughs> uh, nothing is more effective 
than public humiliation. Dude, it's so it good. <laughs> yeah, and it's Fox just like, oh, his name is uh, Captain Kirk, basically. James, James Kirk. Tiberius like, Kirk. Maybe you've heard of him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and all right, fine. Yeah, he has to go down to the planet. He's outnumbered. And stuff. We, he ordered himself to go down to the planet is what happened. <laughs> and so we go down to the planet and there's just this girl in the sky and there oh there's also a gun oh sorry i forgot about the gun do you want to talk about it (laughs) i was gonna say you know the second amendment even extends into deep space (laughs) star trek apparently obviously because america is always gonna (laughs) rule i feel like it kind usa usa (laughs) it kind of doesn't because even even kirk's like this is Super old school and not safe. I'm pretty sure is what right. he says when he yeah. eventually gets it. So then we cut to the two people, right? Yeah. Oh, there's a gun it's under like, a rock. It's under like the rock lifts up people. This is important information. Yeah. And there's like a mm. gun under it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like slowly. It slowly reveals a revolver. Revolver. Oh yeah. It, it, I can't do it. It didn't work. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay. I, okay. A reveal Next. her? No, that's not it. Okay. No. <laughs> reveal her. That you'll, is just. You'll get it tomorrow. <laughs> She's gonna wake up get it at like three o'clock in the morning and yeah. be like, "Reveal her." <laughs> I'm gonna wake up and be like, "I was done." Re- reveal her's pretty good. <laughs> reveal her's very. That one works. I like it. Either way. A revolver. <laughs> and uh, then it cuts to this guy and this girl, and they are doing a bunch of scanning. And, like, I don't even, they're supposed to be on shore leave, from what I understand. <sighs> I think they're checking, I think they're checking out the planet to see if it's safe first. And, you know, these are very dangerous ferns, perhaps. Super. And they need to be very, you know, carefully examined. Okay, you so, say that, back And earlier in another episode, we had a vibrating plant that someone just walked up to and touched. So they don't I know, care. right? Oh, uh, they're so dumb. <laughs> they're so dumb. Plant to touch it. You don't know. Uh these people. These yes, people. Exactly. Okay, so, so we're looking at what Yoma, Yoman, uh, Tanya Bar. No, Tanya Barros is the other chick. So this is uh, Lieutenant Angela Maritime. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Angela. And and Esteban Rodriguez. Yeah, he's pretty great. Mostly just his name is really good. He um, had a good career. I mean, that guy, he acted up until like 2011 or 2012 or something like that. Or not, at, I should say he acted that long. He died in like 2012 or 2011, oh. I think. <laughs> but he had a very long career. He was in a lot of cool stuff. He, you know, Chinatown and, and other stuff across from Jack Nicholson and... He was what way was back like- before Star Trek. He was Creature of the Black Lagoon and yeah, all kinds of stuff. that's a that's a I like a that's movie a cool to credit a to have. Yeah, like <laughs> cool. I mean, even if it was a bit role, it doesn't matter. It's like I was in Creature of the Black Lagoon. It's like oh, put him in a Star Trek uniform. Yeah, he doesn't even need a red shirt. No, We're he didn't have a red shirt. You know who also yeah. didn't have a red shirt? The girl who almost dies. But it's not spoilers. Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're talking about how, like, she says something like, oh, work, no play, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we need to get these reports ready. And then Kirk and, uh, what's her name? Beckett? Burnett? Burner? Bernard? Burrows. 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 Yeah. I'm going to call her Burner for the rest of the episode. 
Not, not Janice. Janice. <laughs> not Janice. Not I Janice and Kirk start yelling. <laughs> yeah, well, they, like, beam down, yep. and they are... I, I don't even, like, I guess she came along with him, because even when he's on shore leave, he needs an assistant to, like helps him not be an idiot i don't know well some somebody has to go get his coffee yeah somebody needs to get him coffee don't get us started on that (laughs) so (laughs) she's uh she's talking about how it's super like lovely here and this is a great planet and he's just like oh yeah i guess it's like you know restful or whatever and then we get some yelling going on and then I think it's Bone says, like, we're over here. Because I think they're looking for Bones, obviously, to figure out what he saw. Yes. Yeah. Who's still eh. standing roughly in the same spot next to a Absolutely. giant set of footprints. Yeah. And they, which... he makes some, like, jabs at Bones. Like, like oh, yeah, like, is we going to look for a giant rabbit now? And Bones is like, yes, we are. Because, like, here's the footprints. And... <laughs> Yeah, because there was a giant fucking rabbit. rabbit. And he's like, did Sulu see it? He's like, no, Sulu was fucking getting plant parts because he's apparently a botanist. And like, I swear to you, it happened. And so Kirk calls up to the Enterprise and he's just like, hey, nobody should beam down for this leave yet. Like, there's definitely something going on on this planet. Um, And he needs proof that it's harmless before anyone can come down there. And that's when you hear, like, the shooting happen, which I think is why they showed us a gun, so you knew why anybody would be shooting on the planet. Because Um, if there's one thing this episode has, it's a whole whole bunch of foreshadowing. Foreshadowing, yes. Very much Like, every... They literally tell you what's going to happen next every time. It's kind of fucking ridiculous. Yes. Annoying that nobody figures it out. Yeah, why do they not know three-fourths of the episode like so they're running and that's important because later on stupid not janice is just breathing really heavy into (laughs) sulu's face so like well she's hustling man look at her run man they they run pretty hard i guess um and they're running and they're running and they get to sulu who's just basically doing like target shooting um yeah. and like while they're sitting here having this conversation, she is legit just like if you could imagine the scene and it's just Sulu and just her, she is like in his face, like ah, ah. she is <laughs> she is seriously like her body is almost touching his and her face is maybe a foot away, maybe foot and a half, if yeah. I'm being she very generous. Even. And he's just like yeah, he's been, you know, having a good time shooting some guns. And she's just like. <sighs> <sighs> and she does it like she probably got lightheaded from how much fake, fake yeah. heavy breathing well, she had Karen to do. Well, pointed out, like, even pre-COVID, that would have been an uncomfortable amount of breathing, like, on your body. Like, you know. Yeah, anybody would have been like, bro, can you just step I back? I smell and, the I coffee know, you drank this morning. I don't want to. Like, thank yeah. you. Yeah, and it goes on for like an it's obnoxiously long time. We're gonna they, talk about the okay. scene and just yeah. imagine so, she's always there, breathing in Sulu's face. the whole time. So not just the breathing part, but I mean that's obviously something that you guys locked in on. But what I want to <laughs> know is why the hell did Sulu just find a firearm and be like, "I'm gonna see if it works," you know? Like, not- he was 
Uh, because Hilarious. that was his fantasy, yeah, and he, he loved it. I guess he just, just it'd be like that'd all be like safety me, concerns. Just and, and, just check, check right on out. He's like, yeah. I'm gonna start pulling trigger. Fuck it. In defense, it's an yeah, unhappy planet. Target shooting, so he was aiming not at people. Right. And he's a weapons. What they allude to in this episode is that he is a weapons expert. He has yeah. studied all of these. He does say he, he has, has a huge collection. collection. So, and I absolutely would not find a rock under a gun. And be like, <laughs> I should you, find you probably a wouldn't rock find a rock under a gun, under a gun anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might. No, no. <laughs> I. <laughs> They're all three letter words. Like wrong. Four letter words. <laughs> Guns. No. Plural. R O K. Is R O K. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> almost on, I, I'm almost on my water bottle. Dyslexia. Call it a gin bottle. <laughs> the gun under yeah. the rock. Like I would never be like, oh, there's a if I knew that you I if I knew it. no one else was on the planet, and at this point we believe that there's no living things on the planet, I would definitely be shooting that gun at okay. random shit. That is that's a whole that's a it's, also, a, it's a, a whole new a whole new set of concerns that I have. It's like it's not that I'm worried he's shooting things and killing it. Okay. Okay. I want to know why he picked up oh, a device. Guns can hurt. Yes. If they're if it's if it's not functional guns. proper like if it doesn't have functional like like parts or it exactly it could face. literally I've like, seen that on, like, just, like it could just butcher his hand, you know, but he's like, No, I'm just gonna start popping off a few shots and just see what happens. They did it's say like, I found this gun on the ground in the middle of nowhere and the, I'm just gonna start blazing away. Dan Dan, no. I don't know if you know this or not, but Star Trek has a tendency to not adhere to the rules of reality. I understand that. I, I know that sensational. And I'm, and I, and I'm not saying that other people want. who wouldn't like find that and be like, I'm going to test this out. I guess maybe because, you know, I'm a gun owner and like. <laughs> be the real dumb ones. I have a few old guns yeah. that are like ones that I wouldn't dare shoot because I'm afraid they would just fly apart. Like they're not safe. So it just, it just strikes me as odd that he would just be like, Oh, cool. This looks fine. I'm just going to start shooting it. I'm a weapons expert. I might yeah. as well shoot My this. I guess. I don't know. Is that this was made in the sixties and that gun wasn't 200 years old at that point. And they were like it, in 200 yeah. years, this gun's still going to work because it works right now. So that maybe it wasn't even a question <laughs> that it could have. No. But no, Dan, I de- I definitely agree with you. Like because they say he's a weapons expert, he absolutely should not have picked up that gun. Exactly. Like, that it was exactly the worst thing he possibly should. He should have <laughs> yep. just been like, "Oh, that's really weird. I better log that in my report," as opposed to, "Man, yeah. let's just have the go for it." Okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna mark where it is on the map, and then like somebody who has. <laughs> Something that will contain the explosion if it happens to explode on being picked up can deal yeah, with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would think to myself, this, this feels like a trap. Yeah, Shout a lot my... of this feels like a, a lot of people are picking up shit they shouldn't on this planet. <laughs> like, it's going to happen again, guys. Um, Keep your so, hands to yourself. Exactly. They find more rabbit yep. tracks. And I think this is where Mackin got really mad because it was like, 
two rabbit footprints right next to each other. And then like four yes, feet in front of that, matters. two more rabbit footprints. So it looked like the rabbit had hopped away, but Mackin pointed out that that rabbit was definitely running in the previous scene. Exactly. But exactly. we don't know. He could have been hopping at this point. He might have been. He might have just stomped around. No. Just, yeah. Could have been. But even at the beginning scene, when they were like, oh, there's rabbit check. That, those are clearly like hopping tracks. Yes. Well, he could have been standing there. Him clearly running. It doesn't. Yeah, at least they they had more of them though. I'm pretty like it's just. They, I think the important thing up. to remember here is that this was made in 1966, and um, everyone was sexist and terrible. So. Yeah, and the standards, <laughs> the standards were, were real low. low. <laughs> real fucking low. That bar was like limbo. Yeah. Championship. So they- down there They're having bar. a discussion about how like all of the readings said that there were no animals but there obviously are and then as like this is happening kind of in the background you see this antenna that looks very much like probably how you got tv in the 90s like it was like poking up and like turning or but it was round. turning it around was- and like i guess collecting information it was TV in the 90s, but it like instead of being like this big rectangle shape, it was like an oval shape because that's, I think, more futuristic to yeah. be oval shaped. It was an antenna. Effective. Like, no matter what shape it was, yep. it was going to maybe get you like yep. fuzzy HBO you could kind of watch porn on. Like, yeah. yeah. Channel 12. For and, sure. Old yeah. yeah, Skinamax. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yep. Yes. <laughs> um. At this point, Bones and Kirk are talking and they're like following these tracks. And Bones says that he's feeling a bit picked on because Kirk keeps making fun of him about the rabbit that he saw. And then Kirk's like, you want to hear about picked on? Let me tell you about Finnegan. Who's the fucking worst? And that's from Sarah. <laughs> that wasn't even from Kirk, even though that's basically what he said. Um, and so they're following these Kirk, tracks and he's... No, he keeps talking about Finnegan and all of the terrible shit that Finnegan did to him at Starfleet. And as they're following these rabbit tracks, um, they kind of split off. And I guess the little girl's tracks go in one direction and the rabbit tracks go in the other. And of course, Kirk's going to follow the young girl because he's like, oh, I'll take the, the little, little girl's, girl's tracks, tracks for no particular reason. Not some fucking weirdo. Is... Yeah, and then Bones is like, yeah, I have a vendetta against anyway. the rabbit. And like, I bet, so I think the, the idea in this scene is that Bones has gone out of view and suddenly Finnegan appears because they never go back to Bones. Like he was witnessing this, but I, I swear to God, Bones could have only been like five feet away when Finnegan suddenly appears and is like, well, like to be generous, it's like 30 feet away. Like they, it hadn't been that long. Like he definitely could still see what was happening to Kirk at this point in time. Yep. And uh, yep, yep, yep. Finnegan just suddenly appears and he's just like this crazy fucking laughing leprechaun dude, like in like a sparkly gray yeah, shirt. Like Lucky You're Charms. Like, oh. He's like frat. He's, he's like frat boy. Frat lucky boy. Charms. Is there a name for the Lucky Charms leprechaun? Mackin. That's what he is. We're going to call him Mackin really... Facton from now on. Facton. Tell us if there's a name for the Lucky Charms guy. For Lucky Charms guy? Yeah, uh, I... yeah, the cereal. No, 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 for the cereal. For the cereal. <laughs> okay. Well, the, there's yeah. a, the, the leprechaun, leprechaun for the cereal. The Does he have a name? Uh, I think 
just lucky. Okay, well, frat lucky. It's lucky. He's yeah, he's frat, frat lucky. lucky. Yeah. He's frat boy lucky. He's so he's ridiculous. And then, like, he just basically punches Kirk in the fucking face, which was pretty darn good. <laughs> um, and then uh, they, they like, go around. Oh, no, yeah. he lays him out. Like, he doesn't just punch him in the face. He, like, punches him so hard that Kirk falls to the ground. Yeah, it's, uh, surprised. Lucky the leprechaun. That's what it is. Yeah, well, this is who Finnegan is. We yeah, who's, who's thank you, Flacken. Who's one gargantuan trope? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. Just, yeah. Bad. I'm a, I'm a cheeky Irishman. Look at me over here taunting you. Follow yeah. me around. And that's yeah, why we're uh, saying uh, that Finnegan is just yeah. rat boy lucky because that's what Wait, Finnegan can we is the call whole him, time too. Can too. we call him fucky? <laughs> <laughs> you can call yeah. him whatever you want, I guess. I'm gonna call him fucky from now on. And then. And then she starts yep, screaming. Yeah. So yeah, they get in this huge fight, um, and there's a muscle tussle, and they hear the the screaming after how they hear screaming through his manic laughter. It's insane. And yeah, Fucky is like yeah. taunting Kirk the whole time and just laughing and being. And really Kirk's like, I have to go weird. save this woman in distress. And Fucky's like, Oh yeah, run away, you little so bitch. But he, he doesn't did, say though. bitch, but he's just like, Yeah, of course you're gonna run away because you can't kick my ass. He might you're as well bitch. Have said, you little bitch, which would have been way better. Yeah. So yeah. there's just this girl. She, well, it's uh, Bernard. I can't remember her name. And she Barrows. Barrows. <laughs> She's uh... not Bernard. <laughs> Wrong show. She's not even near <laughs> as cool as Bernard. So she is. She's like huddled on the ground and her dress is all ripped and she's like crying. Um, Stupid. Um, And Kirk and Bones have run to her rescue. So obviously Bones heard too. So he couldn't have been far. Was he just not paying attention? I don't. Maybe he's actually really dumb. Well, he is dumb in this episode. Mm. Either way, they're like, what happened here? And she's like, there was a man, and he attacked me, and he had a cloak and a jeweled dagger, and blah, blah, blah. And then Kirk, oh, fuck this, by the way, says, are you sure? <laughs> like, somehow, she fucking isn't sure that she was attacked by a man? Like, her shirt's ripped, she's crying, what the fuck do you think? You think she's just, oh, Kirk, I was attacked. And nothing happened? Fuck you. Fuck Kirk. I'm really mad about that. Save, Save me, me, please. So I am Kirk. mad about this for other reasons, too. But I'm very mad at Kirk right now. Because that's stupid. Like, yes, yeah, she's sure. She's sure she was assaulted. <sighs> anyway. This um, bit here of him uh, chasing after Sulu. And then just getting wildly distracted. I found very frustrating. I don't know know whether or not it's because he's so tired he can't think straight but it boggles my mind that he would be like oh a flower and just be like forget about his missing crewmate <laughs> a lot of very frustrating kirk moments in this episode for yeah. sure um like all the other episodes yeah. which, which are totally no one's cool. frustrated with kirk for um at this point though bones somehow because apparently bones has like read a lot of literature um he knew that it sounded an awful lot like she was talking about don juan when she said that he was wearing a cloak and he had jewels and a dagger which i mean i'm basing all of my information about don juan from don juan DeMarco. 
I don't remember any of that. <laughs> like, I mean, the cloak makes sense, but the jewel dagger being like that's a, probably something out of a book. Again, I tried. Yeah, I tried to look it up, but all you can find information like if you just put Don Juan, you're gonna get all kinds of results. So many, and then. Yeah, so she was saying that, like, oh, I was just thinking about Don Juan, like, in, like, some sort of, like, daydream. It definitely could be, like, a where Don Juan would show up. Okay, so here's, I'm going to go off on a tangent here, and I kind of need Mackin and Carrie to join in when when we get there. <laughs> I am so frustrated with this character because she's very much, like... We don't really know why everything's happening on this planet, but when you find out, it's super frustrating because it means that she is like what she wants is to be rescued. Yeah. So they like think about you as the one or two listeners that aren't the people here right now. Think about your idea of uh, Don Juan, and he's basically he's a yeah. lover. Like he's the world's greatest lover. He's, he's a lover. Yeah she has just been attacked by this person. And so it doesn't really make sense that she was envisioning Don Juan, no. the lover. And then she's suddenly like assaulted by somebody. So it is, it is very confusing why that would happen unless she was like envisioning that particular kind of person. And, or here's my alternate theory. She was thinking like, Don Juan would be nice, but it'd also be really nice if I were kind of attacked and then somebody had to had come to save, save me. me. That's yeah, in like mm. a really heroic way because I'm so Helpless. powerless and mm. yeah, very oh. fragile. Even though I'm a Starfleet yeah, officer, who's probably fucking trained in self defense. Ah. I would. It's hard to say. I mean, I suppose it's possible that. that she just was having like romantic fantasies, and the guy showed up, and she was like what the fuck, and just, you know, rebuffed him, which, you know, he's a rogue and so on and so forth, and uh, she obviously, you know, rolled very high on her saving throw versus charm. And, uh, I don't know. (laughs) For whatever reason, she, it got, it got, it escalated uh, beyond her comfort level, and then uh, that was when she screamed for help, I suppose. I mean, I mean, anybody who's like, if you have a, some sort of weird, like outlandish fantasy, like we all have them, you know, if that suddenly popped into be popped into existence, I would be like completely standoffish about it. I think I would be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Oh, let's go. I think I would be more yeah. um, like, what the fuck's going on? What kind of fucked up shit but here's, is this? But here's, here's another flip Herbert. side of it. It's like <laughs> Kirk, you know, shortly thereafter and even McCoy and, and so on. It's like, they keep seeing fantasies and, and so on and so forth. And they don't resist them. Like, they just sort of, like, go with it. And she's, like, the only one who sort of resists, like, the fantasy that's presented to her. Like, Sulu picks up the gun and starts shooting it because he's always wanted to have that gun and he's wanted to shoot it. Uh, Kirk meets his dream woman who he left years ago and immediately sinks into a weird stupor. Um, Yeah. You know, know, but she's the only one. She's the only, right. But she's the only one who, like, who balks at you know her fantasy showing up she's like no and fights back it doesn't just go with it you know so i mean i guess it's i don't know it's it's interesting to me and yeah i think i could maybe it's a strength of her character i don't know uh, i because i see it as just really poorly written like 
if I had yeah. a fantasy of like a man like appearing, like yes, I would be startled. But like, there's no way at any point in my fantasy that that man would force himself on me when I was screaming. Like that's where it would stop. Yeah, don't, don't rip my rip clothes, bro. My... You have no idea yeah, how much like, they cost. No, and I don't my... remember in the in the scene. If I, let me let me back up the scene a little bit here. Does does do they get a catch a glimpse of him? Does he run off? No, he's not there at all. He's so not like, there. So when he screamed, did she? So he she he'd already left then, right? Yeah, I think so like that when, like, yeah. her that was enough to had like yeah that was that was enough to get Don Juan to go away. It just seemed like a much yeah. more aggressive fantasy, and like we see more aggressive fantasies yeah. later on for like bones, which but... again, no king yeah. shaming. That's yeah. fine, <laughs> right? I don't know. It's there are a lot of those fantasies with women though so maybe they thought that was part of it yeah i don't i don't know like because context is everything right and if you don't know what the context is that you're being presented with it's going to be startling and weird right yeah like i mean even with like finnegan like before that you know kirk kirk sees finnegan a guy who's wanted to fight forever and the guy just let's just fight there's no like hey wait a minute this is super freaking weird let me back off and think about this it was yeah. go for it. Yeah. You don't like have coffee. Yeah. I guess I mean that does make sense. Talk about the old days. I think what I find most frustrating about it is that Kirk questioned her. That's like my biggest beef yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for that either. Are, Are you, you sure? sure? Yeah, I'm fucking uh, yeah. sure that like yeah. suddenly this man appeared and tried to fuck me. Like I positive it right. happened. And I didn't yeah. care and for he it. Ripped right. My fucking yes. outfit. Like, I don't know. It, Coming out of my yeah, paycheck. Coming out of my paycheck. Oh, it's the future. They might be better about that. So either yeah. way, um, at this point, they've found her and they've discovered that this must have been some sort of Don Juan. And then they're like, we need to find Sulu because he's just lost out there. And you see the <laughs> antenna just like kind of picking up all their information. And they yeah. like go and they run looking for Sulu. And this is where Mackin gets really frustrated. <laughs> Because he does, like, Kirk gets super distracted. He's yeah. supposed to be looking for his missing crewmen. Yeah, he's presented with a weird, he's presented with a weird fantasy, another weird fantasy, and he just jumps right in again, like, not even, yeah. like, he's got, he gets on his uh, communicator with everybody, and they keep messaging him, like, questions, and he's just like, uh, just lazily answer these questions that are being put yeah. to me. And he also so the whole time dark. he looks all like starry yeah. eyed and stupid. Yeah. Like he's like I, I think we should say oh. why he's doing all of this, which is because there's this beautiful woman who is wearing uh, Carrie, you should describe her outfit because it is ridiculous. Well, and first terrible. I'll say her her name he yeah, her name's Ruth. Her name's Ruth. And we Played by Shirley got, like, Boone. Also a good name. Who is the last movie that she was in was <laughs> It's Alive! <laughs> it's a bad movie. Exactly. The terrible, I most, remember that. I the remember worst that movie time. ever, apparently. Anyway, sorry. Talk about her clothes. Um, so she's, she's, yeah, that's important. We're setting the scene, Dan. I'm trying. We're describing the episode. Mm. <laughs> um so she is like basically has a lace bodysuit on 
one half is white and one half is black. Like one, the left side of her is white and the, no, the right, no, yeah, the left side is white. Right side is, I had to think about it reverse. You are looking correct. At her left side is white. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then like over top of the white side is like this sort of flowy cape that goes down. And over top of the left side is this black sheer material that kind of like actually cinches at the leg. Like that's kind of a pantsuit, but it's sheer and bulkier. And then there's these flowers that go down the black part. There's um, there's a lot that happens with her outfit and they never say why. It just is confusing. Um, but it makes sense why, like, Kirk's looking for Sulu, really, like, just running off in random direction, looking for Sulu, and then he sees these pretty flowers, and he picks one, and he smells it, and it's so beautiful, and then this beautiful woman shows up that also has giant flowers on her dress that, that are kind of colored. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, it's like, enough, it whatever. had to have been the flower that reminded him, once we find out what's actually going on. Oh, yeah, Ruth. And like, yeah, he gets super distracted by her. And she's just like, it is me, Jim, darling, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, and then she like makes out <laughs> with his cheek. She's just like, then, oh, yes, cheek. And then they cut to the commercial. <laughs> yeah, basically. We go to a captain's log. He looks he looks very, very confused. He does look very confused. I mean, it would be and, super yeah. confusing. And his captain's log seems to indicate that he's understanding that we're now seeing things we're not supposed to be seeing. Yeah, it it can't be, basically. Whatever's happening on this planet doesn't make sense. Um, And he, like, is... I guess he's calling McCoy? Someone's calling McCoy, and McCoy's just, like, not responding. So he sits down with Ruth, and he's like, how is any of this? Like, you haven't aged in 15 years... Um, and this is when he's getting all of those calls. Um, and finally, I think he does get a call from McCoy, who's like, you need to find Sulu. Like, did you find Sulu? And he's just like, matters. Not None of it matters. Like, and he's staring at her the whole time, like, in this weird, like, daze, I guess. And then Kirk's like, no, um, I'm sure he's fine, though. And then Rodriguez calls, and he's like, I need you to know that I have seen, like, a huge flock of birds and Kirk's just like don't you like birds Rodriguez and he's like sure but like it means everything we knew about this planet is wrong if those exist here so uh Kirk's like well there's no life forms on this planet but like obviously something is here like I am looking literally looking at a life form so he says, um, we need to rendezvous with the glaive. And she's like, oh, you have to go because she's a stupid bitch. I don't know. Um, and he's like, um, I don't want to. And she's just like, OK, well, I'll wait for you, which is also dumb. I'm mad about everything. Well, what what she says in this is, I understand I'll be here when you when you want me yeah. again, basically, like next time you want to do this. Um, I'm here, so, and that it ties into later because it's like as, as soon as you as soon as you want me again, I'll appear. Um, and then we get a call from Spock, who's talking about these strange readings that are going on um, from this power field on the planet. Um, I, it's kind of affecting communications, and Kirk's like, "Are you able to pinpoint it?" And Spock says, uh, "It's below the surface, I guess." 
Like, it's a whole lot of things that never really matter again at any point. I mean, no. I guess they kind of tie it all together at the end, but we didn't need to know now. And, uh, yeah. yeah. But he's like, okay, well, we're going to continue investigating down here. Like, somehow that's a good idea. <sighs> no, not it so hasn't far. been a good idea this whole time. So the antenna pops up. In in the background, you see Bones, and he's walking with, I seriously, bar- Barrows? Barrows. Yeah, he's barrows. walking with Barrows. Like, like wheelbarrow. Like, we'll yeah. remember you later on. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so he's talking to her and he's asking her if she feels better. And she's like, I just, it's so dumb, guys. I don't even want to read my notes. I'm so mad about it. She's like, I just want to be a princess wearing a princessy shirt with a princessy hat. And as somebody who fucking bought a crown this quarantine, I get it. <laughs> but like, I don't want to like walk with my uh, husband and be like dear husband treat me like a princess because what yeah. the fuck like oh my god you're so annoyingly passe i don't know i don't know yeah basic <laughs> you're a, a basic, basic bitch. bitch and that's coming from somebody yeah. who bought oh, a crown during quarantine <laughs> like i think you're basic yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, Sarah, that's what you did was extravagant. So there's not a lot of room to like everybody's basic compared yeah, to Sarah. My crown was beautiful. Uh, but it's just like she just yeah. wants to feel like a princess, which I mean, I also get like I understand having like pretty basic needs. I just think that she is over the top simplified and boring. I is the best way to say yeah. it so she um is telling bones that and he says well if you had all of that then you'd have a army of don juans fighting for you and me too and then she's like promise <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah. i'm flirting and isn't it fun you know what magically <laughs> appears guys a fucking dress and like this ridiculous hat and some flowy shit. And yeah, and she sees it and she's like, whoa, holy shit. And she goes and like touches it and she's like, oh, this is wow, it's crazy. Like, this is exactly what I was thinking about. And she was like, but it feels really weird to put it on right now. I don't think I should do that. And Bones is like, yeah, you fucking should. Go do it. Go put put that on. It it's here for you, obviously. I don't know why, but why else would it be here? Time to go put just, that bullshit on. And then she's like, oh, oh, yeah, right. It's as annoying as when Sulu fucking just picks up a gun and shoots it. You are an uninhabited yeah. planet. Why are you picking up a dress? <laughs> like, what? Yep. A thing what? to put on your head. It's all stupid. And so she's like, well, I'll put it on. Don't but don't pee. pee. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I only peek in a professional capacity. So I actually like, wrote this down because I'm so mad about it. He said, I'm a doctor. And my first thought when he said that was, this is going to be a really funny Bones line. And he said, I'm a yeah. doctor. I only peek in the line of duty. And then I was like, no. Yeah, no. No, if, you, if you're if you using the word peek, no. you're not. 
That's not no. professional. You you took that away. You've taken the word uh. professional out of the. You're not a doctor if you're peeking. Oh. Yeah. So she puts the stupid dress on, and it's the worst. I it's hate really it. Dumb. Mac and how do you feel? Mac, yeah. you're being real quiet. Did yeah. You again Sorry. <laughs> No, I just was letting you guys just go. <laughs> yeah. You can't. You yeah. have to be I'm part not. of this. I'm sorry. You signed up for it. <laughs> you signed up for this. If you're, if you're, your opinions, if you're scared dipstick. to have an opinion because we're two angry women, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not scared of my own opinion. Don't worry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was just waiting for you guys to, you know, move on. But you know, oh yeah, the, uh, yes. All right, let's I, the only thing on. I will say about the the dress is that it it's so ridiculously obvious at this point that what you're thinking is going to appear. So yes. maybe get the fuck off the planet. And or like the that crazy yeah. that crazy ass hat is sort of a throwback to a, a type of whimsy that I I I can't get behind because that's hugely inconvenient. Like there's yeah. a lot of trees with like low branches. Like she's not going to be able to get under them easily. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Yeah. So McCoy gets a message from Rodriguez, and he's saying, "Hey, uh, Kirk is saying that we need to rendezvous at the at the glaive." Um, but they're having like a lot of <laughs> communications issues, and then there's like yeah. some yelling, and McCoy's like, "Hey, are you there?" And it kind of flashes over, and it's Rodriguez and the girl Angela, yeah. and like a tiger, and they're trying to be they're, quiet. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, it's like this tiger that's just got them cornered against a tree, apparently. Yeah, and they're just like huddled together, and he's just like, "Doctor, doctor." And <laughs> she does nothing in this entire episode but like make eyes at him and dies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, Mackin, but Maybe. what a lot of women do in this show. Yeah. yeah. It's really terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Women get to make eyes exactly. or die. But, you know, we do get to see some, some fantastic stock footage of a tiger that clearly isn't the same tiger that we see later. Yeah, we see a tiger later, and it's that tiger is wearing a, a choke collar like that you would like yeah. train a dog with. And this this particular tiger is just yeah some stock footage so either way the tiger like leaves and we go back to like the um bones and fucking barrows (laughs) i got there good job uh, fierce fierce hat dude it's a hat it's a statement like I'll give her that. Um, and she dr- she walks out in her dress, and she's just like, "Look at me!" And Bones like smiles at her. <sighs> and he's like, "Man, that hat isn't the only thing that's erect right now." I'm just gonna say, <laughs> "You know what that hat reminds me of?" Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's happening. <laughs> it probably does later. <laughs> so uh, we then change scenes, and it's Spock, and he's uh, talking to Kirk. And Kirk he's is like complaining why? about no animal life. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I don't understand why we're seeing all these things when all of our readings say like nothing is on this planet, and there is fucking shit on this planet, Spock. Like he's basically doing like that, Spock. You know everything. What the fuck is happening? Like, because we can't possibly figure out what everybody watching this episode figured out in like the first ten minutes. Yeah, they were yeah, real we're dumb. so dumb. Even though we've trained at Starfleet for like you know ten years, yep. to even 
get on this ship to go where we're going. Um, And Spock's like, is it possible that these are hallucinations? And Kirk's like, well, one of those hallucinations punched me in the fucking face, so probably not. Uh, yeah. And they they are having a really bad connection. And Spock's like, "Hey, should I beam down?" And then Kirk's like, "Nah, it's probably okay." And then as he looks up, there's just like these geese like flying overhead. So it's not okay. Like, yes, Spock should beam down. Like, like it it cuts from that conversation with Kirk and Spock, and it goes to Sulu, and he's like walking by this very obvious trapdoor on the ground in the desert. And it flies open and a samurai jumps out and starts chasing him. And he's like, what the fuck? And so he starts running. And then you see Kirk, who's trying to reach McCoy on the comms. And Sulu runs in from the background. But he's surprisingly not followed by the samurai at this point. Mm-hmm. And they both are pulling out their phasers and realizing that like the phasers aren't working. And communications aren't working, and there's a lot of fucking shit happening. And then you see, like, kind of like a beaming down shadow on a rock, um, and it's obstructed, so it's taking a while for it to come through. But it's pretty fucking obvious that it's Spock. I knew it was Spock. Carrie knew it was Spock. I'm sure Mackin knew it was Spock. We all knew Spock was beaming down. I sorted it out. I did sort it out. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. I was trying to. Spock has pointy ears. (laughs) Yeah. That's how I knew. That, that's how you know. And also all the context yeah, all of those helped out. Um, and then Kirk's just like, hey, I thought I ordered you to stay on the ship. And Spock's like, well, we had a bad connection. And I just decided, uh, you know, that it was best to beam down and figure out what's going on, which doesn't make any fucking sense. If yeah, you because it totally, nope. totally traps him on the planet, too. Yeah, all of the important people on the planet. Like, what? You didn't leave. You left. Her up, actually, she probably never mind. It was a great idea. Everything was fine. Yeah, everybody, fine. Just, everybody, just go down. Her and Scott, she's got a hand on her and Scotty. No problem. And Kevin Thomas Riley, he's probably up there somewhere, just making the ship work. Yeah, everything's fine. So that's not an interesting thing. I think I don't think uh, Scotty's in this episode at all. He's not. He is no. Nope. Even when they beamed. Well, I guess it never really showed them beamed down. They all just ended up on the planet. Yeah, it's a little... Yep. He's not there. And they're <laughs> stranded here until they find the answers. Like, why would you fucking strand yourself? He even says, like, there was only enough, like, uh, like capacity left in our communications to get me down here. And that's it. Mm-hmm. We, we are done. It's so dumb. Like, why... Yeah, this is the actual last bit of power that we had. So I came yeah. down. Um, we probably could have made that last a lot longer and communicated just a little bit more. But now I'm here now. So let's We're let's stranded do this. until we have answers. And somehow that's fine. So it goes back to Bones and, and Barra's. And like Bones hears something. They're like looking around for other people. I don't exactly know what they're doing in this field. They're walking. Um, they're walking hand in hand. Should be That's, noted. They're walking hand yeah. in hand. They're no longer yeah. walking arm in arm. Yep. All gentlemanly like. No. It's a, no. a, a step beg. up. They've leveled up. They've leveled they're up gonna, their relationship. There's definitely they may have all Yeah, we found. don't actually know what happened. Like she's wearing a it's yeah, intimate. she's wearing a dress now. And I don't know that there's actually nylons on under that dress. So it could have been easy <laughs> access. Um, yeah. 
And so uh, she gets all scared because why wouldn't she? And Bones is like, uh, like you're protected, blah, blah, blah. I fucking hate everything. And then it goes to Kirk who hears like a lion and he goes off and he is searching for like wherever this lion sound came from. And then we go back to Bones who sees like the night, which I guess is the sound they heard. And he's like, well, he can't be real. Like nothing on this planet can be real. It's just a stupid assumption to make because she's wearing a fucking real dress and like Sulu was shooting a real gun like why the fuck wouldn't the knight have a real fucking lance I don't it's so stupid guys why is this so stupid <laughs> so we hear the target the tiger and they all split up yeah and Bones and then, is, he gets attacked by this knight basically um, goes up yeah, and so Bones screams because the knight has stabbed him in the chest with a lance. Yeah, like and all the he's, while he's like riding toward him. He's like uh, basically mind over matter, sort of a thing. Like this can't be real. This can't be real. But uh, he rolls low, rolls really, really low on his on his bluff check, and uh, he fails that bluff check. He's, and he gets, he's gonna get fucked up. It's fucking stabbed. And then in the Kirk back. and Spock magically fucking appear, by the way, to witness this horrific murder. Yeah. Like they were chasing a lion and suddenly they're in this meadow. That's a tiger. It. Maybe oh a bear. My. Oh my. They're chasing a large cat of some sort. Yeah. It's a large cat, guys. They just chase it. But except for they're suddenly back where yeah. they started and they get to see bones be impaled. By a knight with a javelin that is just like, fuck is it a javelin yeah. or just, is it a lance? It's a lance. It's a lance. Okay. Yeah. It's a lance. What's a javelin? <laughs> I don't know what a javelin is. Jesus it's not that I'm a nerd, it's that I know what a lance is, and I don't know what a javelin is. Uh, uh, it's, it's also watched, that you're a nerd. It's because I've watched it's a knight recently. It's called a lance. Don't deny it. I am a nerd. Okay, the point is, Bones has been attacked by a knight, and there's like some screaming, and Kirk shoots the knight off of his horse with the gun that he still has. Yeah, that he took from Sulu because Sulu would not be responsible. Yeah, yeah. you know, (laughs) I I never counted the bullets. I'm wondering if they shot more bullets than they had now. I mean. Wouldn't doubt it. No one. He only shot like two or three times. Really? Okay. It was like, pew, pew, pew. yeah, it was not. It wasn't like more than six. The current, yeah, it wasn't like the current movies where they're just like, bah, 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 bah. probably hit something. No, apparently Kirk is a real good bullet. He was shot. pretending phasers. <laughs> don't work. We did discover that earlier. So he couldn't use the phaser. He had to use his real gun, and he shoots the knight off his horse. And then the girl is just like in the background, like weeping uncontrollably and Bones is on the ground and we change scenes and we get a captain's log and he's just like, Bones is dead, except I'm sure he said it in some other stupid way. And he's like, whatever is happening here is terribly real. Um, And the girl is just, I think this is why I don't like her. And this is. What really frustrates me is like she is just like she's crying uncontrollably and she's like, it's my fault. Yeah, he basically they whoever this character is that they haven't even established yet. Twice in this episode, Kirk has to say, uh, 
yeah. fuck up. Quit being so <laughs> pull your and, like, shit it's together. So ridiculous. Like, yeah, pull your shit together. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, she was just kind of almost raped, and then the guy that she was like having feelings at yeah. also died right in front of her. So maybe you calm your shit down, Kurt, yeah. you piece of shit. Like it's <laughs> like, but that's how they introduce her from the get go. It's just being like hysterical from the yeah, get go. Hysterical. He, he has well established that he he doesn't like having female crewmen around him yeah because clearly in the far-flung future women have become far more emotional yeah oh, this is i think what they thought women were they thought like you there's no it's because of yeah, my there's, vagina there's no way know she could have possibly handled herself appropriately she and she either been hysterical. what's interesting though what what I find more irritating though is that as soon as he like grabs her and stands her up and he's like get your shit together she immediately does yeah because, and yeah, she, yeah yeah it's like obviously she's professional enough that she can handle it yeah when she wants yeah. to it's just like this unnecessary moment where yeah, he sexism. has to he has to like you know make her realize as a commander it's like oh for god's sakes come on. Yeah, and and then they all take their eye off yep. the ball here. And oh yeah, and then as we're staring at this night, we realize that he's just really creepy looking. Yeah, he's just plastic, basically. He's a yeah, dummy. He's a mannequin. Unlike like remember, um, I forget what it was, uh Spock in the honeybee suit when they oh, used yeah. mannequins to be <laughs> dead people. This time they painted up a <laughs> real person to look like a mannequin. That, like, you could see it moving. That person was clearly breathing. There was a lip twitch at one point, nostrils flaring, but it looks like a plastic person. Mm -hmm. But in that one episode, they definitely just used mannequins. <laughs> yeah, it was for it was... the dead people. I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, Sully's like, it's a dummy, and now we all know. Um, but no one understands. And Kirk's like, well, I'm gonna find out because he's. Fucking Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Me. Spock does some readings because that's what I've noticed Spock does a lot. Um, and he says, Well, it's not human. It's basically all the plant matter. It's the same like build as like everything on this planet that's all plants. Yeah, everything is made out of the same exact yeah, materials. It doesn't matter if it's a plant or the water or the people, they're all the same exact and it's biochemistry. Being manufactured. And Kirk's like, well, by who and why? And he's like, I don't know. It's a it it might be plant matter, but it's just as pleasant and as deadly as like whatever you could imagine. Like whatever's real. Like it's just as yeah. So it's it's real. As I think what we're supposed to take away from this. And they're like pushing on the face of this dummy, which is really yeah. uncomfortable because his yeah. face is who's who's an actual yeah. living person it's really that's not gross. dead. It's all squishy. Um. So at this point, we jump back to Rodriguez and Angela, and they see a plane in the sky, and he's like, "Oh, that's weird. That's just like those old, like you know, flying planes that I was telling you about from Earth." and She's just like, oh, no, what do we do? And he's like, it's okay. It's not dangerous unless it does this. What? Like, oh, Jesus Christ. 
that it immediately, it immediately does. does that terrible thing you said because you yeah. like everything you say happens on this planet which seems counterintuitive yeah. to what we find out later because like i don't know so but they also still haven't figured that out that's yet true so um it does that one thing that could be harmful which is turn around and do like a ground sweep on them and start shooting its machine guns and they start running and Angela gets like super shot up by machine gun bullets and runs yeah. directly she, into a tree. Well, she falls at one point and the gut like the gunshots are going. They're running kind of like he's in the lead and she's yeah. following and they're holding hands. And the gunshots like are hitting. Yeah, they're yeah. they get strafed and they're like right beside them. And then she like, I don't know what happens. He he's fine, but she just Slams into a tree. She, yeah, she gets shot, and I think that's what, like, what stopped. Like, she's shot and ran into a tree, and she just falls down, and he keeps going. Like, sorry, Angela. Fuck yeah. Angela. <laughs> uh, girl, you slow me down. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> keep going, even though you're dead now. Uh, yeah. GTG. I guess. Bitch. <laughs> so, uh, we then change scenes to Sulu, who is yelling. Bones and oh, now all the bodies are gone. The bodies are all yeah. gone. All the bodies. Yeah, and Sulu's yelling. That's what my notes are trying to tell me. <laughs> it's like a Ouija board of things that you already wrote. I need a planchette <laughs> to read my notes. <laughs> so, uh, Spock says it's not a scientific idea, but he he does have like a theory, I guess. And he's like, whatever we're thinking about. Like, you were thinking about the Academy, and Finnegan came back. Yeah, and that's where my notes went from plain something in kills, and yeah. then Finnegan comes back. Yeah, Fucky. So, yeah, Fucky is back. Uh, basically, what I think Kirk says. And Kirk is. He says, I'm going to go after Finnegan. You go find Bones' body. It's the longest scene of, like, running and punching and, like, flipping over each other in like weird hysterical laughter and taunts that I've ever seen. It's uncomfortably long. Mm -hmm. They went too far. It, they, they... My, my notes during this say, fuck him. Finnegan annoying as fuck the fight. You're an old man. Yeah. Which, which he's the is... same age. Important. Yeah. Right now. They look exactly the same age. Mackin, what's going on? <laughs> well, Kirk is uh, hustling after this guy while while Finnegan is jumping around like a leprechaun uh, in a very <laughs> Irish a very Irish trope of some kind. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Kirk chases him all over hither and yon up until this uh, has laid some form of strange goofy ambush on this rock pile. So uh, then the 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 muscle tussle begins. There's so much muscle tussle here. Um, I just want to point out that the muscle tussle is on the rocks that I think are later mm -hmm. in this series. And I was explaining to Mackin and Carrie why I think that they mm. show up later. Because it's a very familiar rock formation. Because I just yes. watched Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, <laughs> where they are yeah. watching an episode. Absolutely. And... And Kirk is running up this same like hill of rocks that he is currently fighting uh, Finnegan on. And yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure if this this pile of rocks is it because it's been in like 
westerns and several episodes of Star Trek. And, you know, it's it's just this weird formation that Hollywood uses over and over and over again in that era. Yeah. In their defense, it's real nice rocks. They're quite pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah. They use it later on in uh, Bogus Journey, where Bill and Ted, evil Bill and Ted, push them off of the rocks and they die. Like that, it's the same mm. rock formation from the episode of Star Trek they were watching, which I thought yeah. was darn great. So, <laughs> either way, they're fighting forever on this rock formation. And um, there are a lot of taunts about how Finnegan's like so much younger and Kirk's aged 15 years. And like, they look exactly the same age to me. Like, yeah. they did not hire, like, a 20-year-old to fight this 44-year-old. They did not. No. <laughs> um, and he keeps calling him, like, Jimmy Boy. And he, there's a point where Kirk punches him and he acts like his back's been broken. Yeah, like, he gets yeah. pushed off the rocks yeah. and he falls. And he's like, oh, my <gasps> back's broken. I can't it. feel my legs. I can't. Can't feel my legs. Yes, I can't feel my legs. Did it. And then they do the little weird little flip over thing, and Kirk gets knocked out, and his shirt his shirt has exploded. Yeah, his revealing, shirt suddenly ripped, re- revealing his his nineteen uh, sixties musculature. We call him un. It's an unnecessary <laughs> man shoulder. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely unnecessary because, like, at least in the other unnecessary man shoulders we've seen, a lot of times, like, it makes sense how it got there. But this one, he just like gets his ass kicked, and then suddenly his shirt's just half off, ripped magically. It's <laughs> yeah. so stupid. I love, I love when they, uh, when they sort of make fun of that in Futurama years, years later. They, they like the they do they do the rip shirt bit and it's so funny because it's like they have William Shatner doing the voice of himself and all the rest of the cast doing the voices of themselves and uh, they get to a fight scene or where they're about to do some sort of action moment and Kirk like they're like discussing the plan and he's in the background just like tearing his own shirt like <laughs> getting it all ready for that's really funny yeah that makes <laughs> yeah. sense <laughs> they would that's do good. that oh man so there is uh, Venus, like, basically, because he tricked Kirk, he knocks him out, and he says, sleep forever, Jimmy boy. And I yeah. I, I think it might have just been so they could do a commercial break, because literally the, oh, next, the next moment is Kirk waking up. <laughs> like, Yeah. yeah. And then, Exploded shirt and everything. Yeah. yeah, he's waking up in his, like, ripped off shirt with his man shoulder out, and um finnegan's just like creepily smiling at him and he's like you never could have taken me and kirk's just like i need answers like what the fuck is going on right now yeah and then they get in another fight and they're just like like once they beat each other up even more they're just crawling around (laughs) and like it's so stupid they're both like super tired and there's fake blood everywhere and Kirk's like, okay, but really, what's happening? And then the other guy's like, you're just a fucking plebe. And he's like, I'm not a plebe. You're a plebe. And then he keeps smiling at him like Kirk is enjoying it. You know, like, I'm I'm telling you, man, they 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 had a relationship in college way back when. I mean, there's a whole lot of Tom Cruise and a whole bunch of grinning back and forth and 
danger mean, zone. I bet they played some shirtless volleyball together, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I would. I wouldn't. I like. I guess like here's where I'm at. Like I think that would have been a better storyline for Kirk than what it actually <laughs> yes. is. Agreed. <laughs> Just a jilted lover, just pissed off. Yeah, like if that were Kirk's backstory, that'd be great. (laughs) But I think he's just a, like he's written to be a fucking asshole. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) I'm going to put it in my headcanon. You know what? Mackin has, he's been sticking up in my headcanon like since the last episode we were on together. (laughs) There's no headcanon. So it's, it's, I'm only here to be disruptive. Yes. Yeah. So he's not just a total douchebag. He's a Pressed homosexual. Yeah, which I honestly am hoping in freaking two hundred plus years we don't really need. But because <laughs> that'd be good in the sixties, that's what we got out of this character. Yeah. So, but that's but in the sixties. <laughs> we get we get to the end of the fight, <laughs> right? <laughs> and and that that triggers a, a random encounter with a tiger, apparently. Yes. But they see that the CP cost is way too fucking high, and they bail. Yes. So what happens here is that this tiger is not the same tiger we saw earlier. <laughs> it is securely chained. Yeah, it's got a chain like around like, its like neck. forty or fifty feet away. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, not going anywhere. Yeah. So not going anywhere. Yep. Uh, what happens here is Kirk punches out Finnegan and he runs away from the tiger. Uh, well, actually, at first, he punches out Finnegan, and Spock says, did you enjoy that? Because <laughs> he's just been lurking creepily in the background the whole time. <laughs> he's like, oh, I enjoy watching. It's the most logical thing. Yeah. Spock's got his oh, own my. kinks. He does. he does. He does. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that, that takes way less energy. Yeah. On, I mean, really, watching is much more, more efficient. efficient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> That's all you need. Uh, yeah, and that's when Spock's like, oh, this all fits my theory. It's pretty obvious that the underground manufacturing is like creating things like the tiger. And as soon as he says that, that's when the tiger appears. Um, Shocking. So they, go, they go running and they run through the samurai that's just around for some reason. Oh, um, I think, is it the samurai that they encounter first or is it the, the Spitfire? Um, I only remember the samurai because then we go from the samurai to the girl who's like taken her dress off and put back on her uniform that's now ripped on the other side. Yeah, because continuity doesn't yeah. matter at all. Nope. Uh, well, wait a minute. Did she yep. just put the dress on backwards, maybe? Nope. I mean, because she's got a badge all... on it. No, because, yeah, the badge is on the front, but also. They all kind of have a little bit of nip dip. It's not just like a scoop oh. neck. They all have a little bit of nip dip. We should also, they do. They're kind of like almost like a cowl slowly off to one side. But yeah. what I what I don't understand here is wouldn't it have been harder to have two dresses ripped on separate shoulders than to have just put the dress, the wardrobe that was already ripped back on her? That would have taken more resources. Like... To use two Why different dresses. Why is she suddenly in a dress that's ripped on the other side? Like, yeah, it, it makes no, like, 
in real life sense to me <laughs> like how this happened no, it is real fucking dumb however it is ripped on it's almost like they did it on purpose like they ripped it on the other side on purpose because it was easier to like cover up almost i, I would think so it could be that the the other dress was just so damaged too who knows they're just like screw this thing so yeah don juan don juan accosts her again and sulu yeah. and Rodriguez uh, stand in the way. Then Kirk demands everybody stop thinking. Yeah, so Kirk runs in, and this is when Don Juan's like, well, fuck this. I'm not going to fight four different guys. And he leaves. Um, And then, yeah, Kirk, like, puts everybody in a line. And he's like, stand up straight. Stop talking. And everybody stands up straight, and she, like, throws her, like, broken, like, neckline behind her, so it looks like her dress is all set up properly um and everybody's standing super straight and he's like don't think about anything and so they're i guess not thinking and somehow this triggers the caretaker to come out like nothing prior to this triggered this asshole to come out and tell them what was going on this is where we learn that this planet is an amusement park that reads your thoughts and gives you your wildest desires. Yeah, it was it was always meant to amuse. It was never intended to be anything nefarious. Traumatizing. Fucking traumatizing. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, if that's the case, where fucking were you 50 minutes ago in this episode? Yeah. When Bones died. When Bones and, and uh, Lieutenant What's-Her-Face gets machine gunned to death. Yeah, oh like, they, they don't come out until, I don't know, the end of the episode, which is so yeah, right crazy. Yeah, yeah, so the caretaker has come out and he's explaining all of this, that nothing here is real or permanent. And that's when Spock's like, oh, like, it's an old, like, an old earthling amusement park. Like, and I'm only talking like that because I'm, it's so. Sound like he's 80. <laughs> Sarah. Kinda, he's kind of 80. <laughs> An old, he's an old man of the episode. Um, it's where you're supposed to come to play. It's a it's a place for shore leave if you fucking know what's going on. Yeah, like, like if you understand, if you they they definitely don't explain any of that, and so they're just no. like, let your fantasies run wild, even though you don't know what's gonna happen. I'm sure it'll be fun, I bet. And most people are gonna freak yeah. the fuck out. Why is there a tiger and why am I being attacked by Don Juan? Like and why is yeah. Is there a crazy samurai chasing me? <laughs> yeah. Why suddenly is but what was her name? Ruth. Oh, the uh, Ruth. yeah, Ruth. Yeah. Again, yeah. biblical. It is. It's they've <laughs> had a Ruth before. Like they've reused a couple names because didn't they have like Helen? Yeah, and Angela. I'm pretty sure they've had an Angela before too. Uh, it's because there's not a lot of women's names. Um, no. There's not a lot of women in the world who have personalities no. that are different uh -uh. than the original ones. So. Not a lot of like pretty women no. have names. No, it's so. only a few, like Angela's and Ruth's. Ruth's. Yeah, and Helen's. Those are really yeah. all we have that, that I that tracks. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> anyway, um, but like, and he's like, oh, this was, you know, it was meant for, uh it was meant to be like enjoyable for you, like just to come and play. Uh, yeah. This, this is my species, like relaxation planet. Uh, we thought you guys knew that, but 
Like we caught on way, 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 way too late that you didn't know that. So our bad. You're so complex that you need like this world to like take out all of your anxieties in and like calm down, but you can't figure out that these people don't fucking know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, th- somebody would just show up and not understand what's happening. Uh, Whoa, how crazy. Yeah. So that's what happened though. Um, and then suddenly Bones just comes out because they've also said nothing here is permanent, right? Yeah, Bones right. comes walking, waltzing out. With two With girls. Two bunny women or something, yeah. I don't know. Oh, showgirls, isn't it? Yeah, cabaret. Yeah, cabaret. Yes. Uh, and they're, he's got one on each arm, and they're just like snuggling up against him, and he's looking like a cock in a hen house. He's well, apparently like, this, is, this is quite a bit toned down from what originally was supposed to happen in the episode, so... What was written? apparently in the original in the original uh, uh, script? Apparently, he takes him back to the ship with him. No. And the the, the, the exact same the exact video were like, yeah, no. Wait, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in the original, does he take the cabaret girls and Barrows back to the ship with him? In the original, I think he just takes those two girls. So he doesn't get Barrows in the original script? I don't know. I I didn't I couldn't tell that one way or another. Like he's surrounded by ladies back on the ship. Are these his two like organic blow up dolls? Is that what it is? (laughs) (laughs) I don't like this. Either way, uh here's the most important takeaway of this entire episode, guys, is that the only death in it, and I am fucking counting this as a death. Is Sarah's crush on Bones? It's dead. It is gone. <laughs> and I feel like I should point out that Sarah's crush has lasted through a lot of things. That I was like, Sarah, this is a poor choice he's making, and I don't know why you still like this guy. And she was like, No, he didn't. Uh, mean it. I was fine. I was just. I thought he was gonna do better, and he didn't. Bones is a ladies' man. He really is. I mean, and it's not. This isn't the only episode where he, he's like that either. Oh, I'm no. fine with ladies, man. Oh, and but then and then the the other lieutenant who's with uh, Rodriguez, she suddenly appears in the background. By the way, yeah. So oh, yeah. Angela, who we thought was like dead, no one cares. Dead, dead. Like nobody acknowledges that she's come back to life either, including Rodriguez. Oh, she- he does because she's like hugging on him again, and he's like hugging back, and that's 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 all. That's it. Well, okay. Bones has those two cabaret girls. And fucking Angela mm. gets not Angela, sorry, Barrows gets pissed. Angela's alive, yeah. thank goodness. Barrows gets pissed. Um, and she like walks over and she like gives him the ass and she pisses on his leg yeah. and then she like puts her arm in his <laughs> arm and they go away. Yeah, she drags uh, him. Yeah, she's like, This is my man. <laughs> that's um, that's weird. It is what happens though. Like <laughs> word for word, guys. Yeah. And um so they we I don't guess, kink shame i guess everything's fine now yeah, weird we weird shit. <laughs> there's one thing we don't do in too drunk to trek it's kink shame that's something no, everything's fine so here's 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 something that i theorize also is they replicated people perfectly yeah just from brain scans when they were questioning the caretaker and and 
you can't help but think that the people who are standing at attention were like, I'm thinking about my lost crewmates, and suddenly they appear. Fucking Bones was stabbed through the chest and killed. The other girl was machine gunned to death. They're dead. They're fucking dead. And for the rest of the season, forever, Bones is a plant man. Good point. So, like, I think the idea is that they... Just bring him back. They didn't kill him, I think is the idea, and they didn't kill her. But I really like this, like, alternate reality that we've created. So, the other idea is... Yeah, the other idea is that these people have literally cured death. And how how the fuck do you... Like... How... I have an alternate, alternate theory. Okay. What if they never actually, like, were conscious on the planet? What if they beamed into, like, a concrete box and everything that happened was just in their brains. That could be. Then nobody actually died. They just thought that they died. They just, yeah. So like every. So basically, the you you beam onto the planet and you're just you're not existing on the surface. Yeah. Everything's an illusion. <laughs> everything's down fake. into. That's as plausible as pretty much every other goddamn it, thing in that episode. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 So. The important thing to note, just to get to the end of this episode, so we can talk about things we care about. That aren't this episode. That's <laughs> uh, how I feel. Um, the like the guy, the caretaker's just like, "You're welcome back anytime." And Kirk's like, "Send down everyone, because this planet's great." Exactly. <laughs> they never say like, uh, first we have we got to have a talk. We're yeah. gonna have to explain Here's some things. No, <laughs> like he's like, just say, you know what, send them down, let them figure it out. There's no way if now. In 2020, we have disclaimers that, like, 200 years in the future, we don't have even bigger disclaimers for planets like yeah. this. Like, you had to have signed a waiver to go here. And and Kirk decides that he's going to stay on this planet and bang this fake plant roof that they have made for him. Um, and everyone else is just, like, super excited that they're going to go enjoy their, like, shore leave. And Spock's like... This is illogical. And everyone laughs. And what I don't get is he legit said earlier that it makes sense why everybody needs this this particular rest. Like, because they're human. They're not Vulcan. Like, this is how they, like... Yeah, he gets it. People are... Humans have their biology. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. So we go back to the bridge and that's where all of this is happening. And everyone's happy now and then kirk says warp factor one sulu and that's the end of it and as of the end of this episode we have 46 total deaths because i'm counting my crush on bones it's dead but we will bring it back if bones gets a shit together i'm mad (laughs) i'm never that happens Uh, well technically he did die but then undied and so did what's he her name? Died. She died and then undied. And even more deaths. I, we're going to count their half deaths together, plus okay. my crutch on Bones as one total death for that whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and that way you don't have to actually, you know, use your eraser. <laughs> yeah. It's 46 deaths. Total the most now. important part, the most important part is you don't have to redo any math. So, uh, hey, buddies, it is mostly sober. Carrie and Sarah, and apparently 
not sober not, Dan. Not sober Dan Mackin. <laughs> yeah. Hello. <laughs> yeah, hey, buddies. Hey, uh, a, 20, a 20 a twenty minute rant about uh, William Shatner sobered me right up. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> good. We're starting where we're supposed to be. Yeah, that's. I don't believe that. That's a lie. Lies. <laughs> Um, thank you as always for joining us. I'm sure that we uh, in the outro, if it's anything like last time, we have a lot of praises to sing about Dan and you're going to hear all about it. You guys should go to Docking Bay 93 and buy a bunch of shit. And I know that it's just going to be, um, the two to four people that listen to us in Mount Vernon, uh, that hear that, (laughs) but it's still a really good idea. I promise. You should still do it. Yeah. Yeah. We have all manner of horse shit for you. And all cow kinds. shit and bird shit. We got there's yeah. all kinds of shit. That's all kinds of stuff. <laughs> we got Star Trek shit, Star Wars shit, whatever Magic your sci fi fetish is. Come on down. Yeah. Fetish is probably the wrong word, but we'll That's go the right it. word. Yeah. Okay. Whatever cool. your fetish is, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we do not kink shame. I know. Come right on in. That I honestly, that's that's true. That is a real accurate statement you can go in with whatever you've got you're doing and and you're you're gonna be welcome unless they're small it is a family establishment it is a family (laughs) establishment please for the love of god wear clothes yes i have cameras i have cameras and they they record and i will publicly shame you that sounds like (laughs) a promise oh yes absolutely (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys, for listening, and live long and prosper.